Hey, we're there. Ah. We are there and live, and Double Infinity is back with us. Welcome. Yay. I love repeat people. That's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. You know, Steve, last time early on, you, uh, you mentioned about a dad joke, and I thought that's something that we should probably start doing. I don't know about you. I've got one. Which days are the strongest? Which days are the strongest? Which days oh, are the strongest? I'm going to get a lot of hate mail if I don't get this. Uh, I don't know. Which days are the strongest? Saturday and Sunday. Why? Because the rest are weekdays. <laughs> <laughs> That's Absolutely. so dumb. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, wow, I can't believe I didn't get that. Well, you know what, Jerry? I was What's on my that? way over here. I was working, and and uh, the real estate world never stops. So I was cutting it kind of close. But right before I left, this guy uh, he asked me if I wanted to buy a coffin. Can you believe that? A coffin. Yeah, I told him that's the last thing I need. I absolutely agree. <laughs> and not even absolutely required then. Not only is it the last thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, tell them to burn you, put your ashes in a little whatever, and sprinkle them somewhere. Don't even need a coffin. No. Highly no. overrated. Very overrated. I don't, I don't, the more and more, you know, as we get older, we tend to have to go to more and more funerals. You, you know, this personally, unfortunately, but um, yeah, true. the more, the, the, the more I do and, and go to funerals, uh, the less I wish to have a traditional funeral. I, I just think I don't want people to walk past my casket, look down. And what do they always say? It looks just like them. Looks just like, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't look anything like that person, especially the person I remember. And I don't want my last memory of, for somebody to be some just body laying there. I just, I don't know. I think kind of there's, a, there's a couple of places that here in central Kentucky that do what's called a celebration of life. They basically have your picture up. They're showing great, great times that you've had things that you've done and they got music playing and it's not the sad, you know, it, it is literally, Hey, let's celebrate what this person was able to accomplish, what this person was able to do in their life um, because yep. they had a life worth celebrating. And I think that most people in some form or fashion, they, we, we all have that type of life that's worth celebrating. Well, we just stay at home mom for, for our whole lives. And we, well, let's celebrate all the victories you had in raising your children and and, and helping out at the, the Girl Scouts and all the volunteer work you did. And there's, there's just so much to celebrate in a life that is most of the time. I don't care if we lived 120, it's too short, right? So um, I just feel like that's really where I want to go when that time comes for me. I, um, just or Or... I really like the idea of, and I don't know the name of the company. I didn't research it. <laughs> I don't even know how we got on this topic, but uh, um, 
the ones that like put you into a bag and plant a tree in the bag. And then you take the whole bag and the, the tree and you plant the tree and you become a tree. <laughs> that sounds really cool to me too. It does. It does. And I fully agree with what you're saying. It reminds me of the old adage of whether you're saying the glass is half full or you're saying it's half empty. Both are obviously true. It's just a matter of perspective. And I absolutely agree. There, there's way too many tears being shed at funerals and not enough happy times, not enough smiles, not enough laughter. And uh, it, I absolutely agree with you. And in the vast majority of, of people's lives, I don't care how good, how bad they were, even then. You, there's still plenty of, of opportunities of, of things to celebrate. So let, let's try to look at the glasses half full and let's celebrate the, the good times. Yes. There's, yeah. if you're a close family and, and, or even a friend, you're going to miss this person. We, we get that. But obviously the fact that they are a close friend means that there's hopefully a lot of good memories there too. So let's, let's talk about that and think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And Okay. Also, I promise that future dad jokes will not result in a 20-minute conversation. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember at this point how we went from dad jokes to, to this. but Because of my yeah. dad joke. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Very true. Well, you want to lead off on this one? Oh, man. Uh, sure. I'll get into started on this. Um <sighs> Let me let me preface it by saying that that quite frankly the I'm doing the invention side of this this week and we had had some requests some awesome requests for some really good topics and and those topics are going to be had in the upcoming very the 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 near future in the new the next few weeks um, but those topics are very deep um, somewhat dark. Uh, and somewhat, you know, we're going to probably step on a lot of toes and that's fine, but I want to make sure my facts are lined up, my ducks are in a row. And when I, when I give you the numbers for, you know, spousal abuse and, and when we start talking, one of the topics that we, we want to cover in the next few days is our next few weeks or episodes, um, definitely are going to be heroin, fentanyl. Um, it's ravaging Kentucky and the small towns here. And all across the South, all across the nation, really. Um, and it's almost like it's an accepted thing uh, to the point that the news, unless there's just something astronomical that happens because of it, the news really doesn't cover it all that much anymore. It's just, oh, well, it's another heroin death. Oh, well, some guy got caught with a bunch of fentanyl. Um and yeah, that's, it's almost that's become it. so mainstream that it doesn't even seem to be newsworthy anymore. It's exactly, and, and and to me that's a hundred percent wrong. Uh, and I want to take that topic uh, from a different perspective, a perspective of what can we do to help those in that in in that in the throes of that disease. And I use that word really, really tightly because i i'm a big believer of you know yeah they've developed this and it's a, a bad problem for them but they took the first dose so i, I just want to have i just want people to know that 
uh, we are going to cover some pretty hard topics, some pretty dark topics. Um, it may be one of those things that we, we take and we just do one topic and we attack it from two different sides in those episodes because it is so large. And even, even then, we're only going to be able to scratch the surface. So and the same goes with uh, spouse abuse um, and, and how that's perceived and how that's handled and how that's how there is definitely some biased <laughs> when it comes to spousal abuse that's in the system ingrained in the system. So very true. Please, please don't take it to heart that we're not covering those this week. Um, those are coming, but we absolutely want to have our facts in a row and uh, we want to be able to, to cover a lot of bases in the short amount of time that we can. So uh, those are coming. So hang tight. Those are, those are on the way. We just want to make sure when we do them, that we do them correctly. Okay. Not that we do anything like we do like this stuff, even less, but um, these aren't nearly the size uh, topics like, like that's coming in the future. So hang with us. We'll get to those um, very soon. Okay. So in light of us, and I, I'm bringing this up because I, I'm basing my entire program tonight, my part of the program, on one article, uh, because that's the only article I can find about it. Um, but I want to bring it from a perspective of what dollars and cents. Uh, money is like numbers, and numbers are really hard to 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 show and to talk about. They get really boring really quick on a podcast or on the radio or whatever without some graphs. And so we're not doing all that. Um, the article is um, is has been uh, I found it on MSN. <clears throat> it was written by Dane Dickerson. It was uh, on Monday. Uh, basically, these really smart dudes <laughs> and, and and dudettes uh, at MIT uh, Laboratory of Electronics have created something that I think should be promoted across the board. One article, I had to dig to find it, and that's it. And, and I'll explain why that's a travesty um, when it comes to good things in just a second. Uh, a little bit through the article. I'm not going to read the whole article. That gets too bookmarked. Uh, we we learned from, also, let me just interject and say real quick, Jerry, we learn from our listeners. <laughs> Sure. Uh, uh, we don't want to be a book report, so I'm not going to go through the whole article. Um, but basically, in a nutshell, these guys and gals at uh, uh, MIT have developed a user-friendly, portable device that is about the size of a suitcase, um, requires one or two buttons to operate, um, can be shown in multitude of different languages because it's only uh, color-coded buttons, so it's really easy. Um, and it is a device that makes dirty drinking water clean. It makes salt water drinkable. It does, um, if you were to have an old pond that was stagnant or had been used for even sewage, they were saying, um, it can make that water clean to drink and safe to drink. Um, why is that important? Why do we care? <laughs> in America, to us, in the United States, not such a big deal. 
Okay. And, and everybody tends to realize that, you know, we have, unless you're in California, Nevada, <laughs> or New Mexico right now with Lake Mead, uh, we have plenty of safe drinking water uh, that has been, you know, processed to the point that we can drink it without any additional filtration if we like. Uh, we don't have to buy bottled water. Um, but that's not the case worldwide. In fact, more than 5 million people die every year from diseases called directly caused directly from unsafe drinking water, lack of sanitation, uh, insufficient water for hygiene. In fact, 2 million deaths alone, alone, 2 million die from water-related diarrhea alone. And that's a gross topic, yes, but it's, for us, it's a gross topic. For the world, it's a very real fear. We don't we don't have that in the United States. It's a very first world thing that we don't have to worry about that because we drank some bad water. Um, in countries and continents of Africa and Australia and South America, this is a real thing that they deal with every single day. People walk miles just to get a couple of gallons of water. Um, in fact, and I'm going to say this, Jerry, because... How many times have we talked about the children? <laughs> um, 2.2 million children died last year alone from unsafe drinking water. 2.2 million alone, just from unsafe drinking water. Um, and this, advice, this, this device that the researchers at MIT built, um, it's very small, and it doesn't do a lot. In fact, um, It'll do just under two gallons of water a day. That's uh, 0.3 liters per hour. It's 7.2 liters per day. Um, that's enough water for a family of four, one suitcase for a family of four to have enough water every single day. Clean, fresh drinking water every day. Average person, I looked it up. Average person needs about 1.4 gallons. Younger people tend to drink like two, two and a half gallons of water or use two, two and a half gallons of water a day. Um, that's an amazing invention. And, you know, we I, I, I'm coming at it from the perspective that we spent billions of dollars when COVID first happened to, to find a vaccine. We spent, um, we spend as a nation, as a government, we spend billions of dollars on all of these other programs to help folk. This is one we can all really get behind because these are, these aren't, this isn't like food that you're just going to take in, in some of these countries, um, Uganda, uh, as an example, where the government just intercepts everything and takes it. You know, I think that I read somewhere, uh, we are the world movement that sent all that food to Africa. Not one single bag of that food got distributed to a person who needed it. <laughs> that, that's stupid to me. So I'm going to shut up for a second, Jerry. What do you think about this device? I think it is absolutely amazing. Um, another thing that, that you did mention that I read from the link that you sent, and then I actually took that link and went and read part of the original abstract along with the supporting information that those guys from MIT released. Um, there are other devices out that do similar work. They're much 
larger, they're much bulkier. They also require far more maintenance. This one doesn't use filters at all. So it's going to be cheaper in the long run. Um, even though as of right now, the initial cost is roughly the same. Um, you mentioned earlier, and again, you know, the premise of our show is newsworthy. Is it getting enough attention too much? And yours is that this one is not getting enough, correct? Absolutely. It's not. I think there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, this is a very, very new invention. Uh, number two, it's a new prototype with the information that they release, the inventors themselves from MIT. They're saying that a final prototype could be ready by the end of next year. So they're projecting that this thing will be commercialized or commercially ready by the end of 2023. So I think we will hopefully begin to hear a lot more about it as it begins to get closer. They also mentioned that the current rate, as you said, is 0.3 liters per hour for production. They believe that by the final prototype, that can be increased by a multitude of a multiple of 10. Right now, the costs are estimated to be between four and $6,000. They think by the final prototype that they can come down to around 1500. Now, again, if that is correct, if they can end up making this device for somewhere between 1250 and $1,500, and if it can produce three liters per hour, this is going to be game changing worldwide. You're absolutely correct. Um, I do think and, and sincerely hope that the only reason we haven't heard that much about it is that it's very new. And secondly, that it's not, according to the inventors themselves, it's not ready to be commercialized quite yet. Right. Uh, well, here, yeah. here's where here's where I wanted to bring it up and why I think that I wanted it to be, I, I want it currently to be um, shown oh, more. And, and, and exactly, because if we're willing to throw hundreds and hundreds of millions and billions of dollars at all this other stuff, if... And, and you and I talk at length all the time about all the money our government wastes. If if our government got behind these people they, and filled them with funds, we could expedite that date and we could help more people sooner with more funds. That's why I think it should be a bigger deal. You know, we throw money at a lot of stuff that really doesn't amount to anything. <laughs> we give billions to countries that hate us. Um, what better way, you know, we can keep giving people money or what better way to, to sway people. If that's the, if that's the way that you have to present it for our politicians to understand it's a good deal, <laughs> uh, they'll like us better if they get clean water sooner. <laughs> sure. That That's where I was coming from. And, and you're right. It's very new. Um, they say that by the time it's ready to rock, rock and roll. And they were actually, Later down in the article, they were asking for and saying that the first parts of it would be military ready. Um, and and, and I, they're doing that, I think, in my estimation, for money so that the military will support the program. So I'm sure you're right. You want to answer Double Infinity's question? Oh, let's see. Doo -doo -doo. How much compounds does it get rid of in the water? All of them. That's um, it, it has, it literally has two different types of pumps and I won't get into the details. I am not an MIT scientist, if you can believe that, but it does have it. it first of all, all the big 
units that they, the big building size units that they use for, gosh, I'm going to slay this word, <laughs> where they remove the salt water to make potable drinking water out of the ocean. Desalination. Um, thank you. Um, they use those, um, they use high pressure pumps for those. On this particular unit, they're very, they're using very low pressure pumps, but they're using an electromagnetic charge, um, and they do that from a power a power pack that's about the same size as the battery in your cell phone. So it goes through two of those. One eliminates the big stuff, the other eliminates the small stuff, and you can literally take from one side of the machine to the other side of the machine, tainted, stale. Uh, dysentery infected water to the other side of the machine and drink it right out of the machine. In fact, they were doing that on the uh, video. You can, you can link to the video and uh, check them out. It's, it's pretty amazing. So they, it, it makes it completely safe to answer your question. Yeah. They, they even mentioned about bacteria, viruses, salt water, uh, that it was able to take all of those and make it, as you said, and turn that into potable water. So, yeah, for, for millions of people around the world, it certainly will be a game changer. Yeah, 785 million people around the world. That's one-ninth of the world's population uh, have lack, don't have, but they lack access to safe water. One point nine, or one-ninth of the entire population of Earth um, every two minutes, another child dies back to the children. They always like to throw in the children. <laughs> every two minutes, a child dies from a water related disease, diarrhea, dysentery, typhoid fever, E. coli, uh, salmonella, or as some of my TikTok buddies like to say, Sam or Anella. <laughs> um, take your pick either one. Huh? Yeah. Either one. You might get either one if you drink that water. Um, go. But this is a, a a huge, huge boon and a huge opportunity for our world to do some good for some people who, who need the world to do some good for them. So uh, I hope that our government, if not our government, I hope our private funding people get behind it. I hope our churches get behind it. Um, lots of churches do donations for, and, and my church is no, no different, they, they take up donations for uh, live wells to be dug in parts of Africa at the cost of like $5,000 per well. Yeah, that helps a lot of folks, but for that same well, you can get four or five of these machines and take care of, you know, and uh, almost at the time when, when the product is finished, especially you'll be able to take in and, and go for what the well costs and do the same thing for each family. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like this absolutely um, deserves and gets a thumbs up. It needs more coverage on our news. Totally agree. I mean, Yay. what kind of cold-hearted bastard do you have to be to, to disagree? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's that's kind of, I was kind of expecting you to disagree, Jerry. Just no, because. no, not at all. Even, <laughs> you know, I mentioned a couple of reasons why it probably hasn't gotten more coverage so far. But yeah, absolutely. Who who could sit here and say that this one doesn't deserve more? One question, and I don't know that there's an answer to this. You mentioned about how to quicken the process of getting this to market um, would be government funding, part of the research, so on and so forth. 
you're absolutely right. At the same time, it also, that would bring up some potential problems, meaning are they not simply helping to bankroll the research for companies that are probably going to be producing this as a for-profit company? Yeah. Don't we do that already for Boeing and for Lockheed Martin and for um, uh, Pfizer and for Moderna? No, absolutely not that I'm aware of. Other than if you're talking about COVID, yes, we did. If you're talking about normally, do we pay for research under normal circumstances for any medical drug company? Not that I'm aware of. Maybe we do. I don't know. Are we no. doing that? I don't know. I mean, we pay uh, the uh, Skunk Works at Lockheed Martin provi provides most of our top secret aircraft. They're for profit company. Oh, absolutely. So what's the, I mean, realistically, what's the difference? Well, one is national defense. Uh, you're right with Lockheed Martin. There's, it's not just them. There's a handful of companies that obviously get the vast majority of the hundreds and hundreds of billions. I'm sure, you know, within a few year time period, we're talking about trillions of dollars of money uh, in, in defense contracts. And I'm sure that the government does pay for at least some of the, the research for that. A little bit different scenario, I think, when it's um, national defense versus mm -hmm. coming up with a device that is going to help people in other countries, primarily no one in America. Uh, there would be a few cases, maybe during um, national disasters, whether it's hurricanes or floods or whatever, when there would be some need in America for this device. But primarily, it's going to be used in other countries. And I'm not even disagreeing. I'm just saying that I think it needs to be given some thought before we begin to throw money into the research and development unless we would require the company to open up the copyright process or the patent process and allow other companies to compete if they're going to take the government money. I don't know. It's just something to think about. It, it begins to get something that it's seemingly should be so simple can begin to get complex quickly when we begin to think about, you know, okay, we're going to spend millions of dollars of taxpayer money and give it to a company that's going to turn around and insist that all the profits be theirs. So, yeah, not for sure. But anyway, there's something to think about. Well, let me counter you with that real quick. And, sure. and, and I'll just throw this out there, and it may be apples to oranges. I don't know. But I think it's a good counter. We literally... <laughs> are throwing billions and millions of dollars at Ukraine right now, which holds no strategic value to us. I mean, uh, now Ukraine is fighting one of our quote air quotes here. You can't see them at home, but <laughs> you know, the big bad Rus the Russians um, and we don't have to. So that's good. But is it that different? Really? I mean, we're helping them honor their freedom. If we, how many wars are started in the middle of Africa because there's not enough water? He who controls the water controls the land, basically. Um, how many of those can we be prevented with the same type, type technology? That's just another way of looking at it. Um, True. Maybe. But the difference there would be none of those countries in Africa that are fighting wars over water are a threat to the United States of America and our way of life. Russia mm. is. Unless they turn to terrorism. Give me an example which, of one that has. 
Well, I don't. I don't have one. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's always an option. <laughs> That's what the, you know, but I, I hope that they never do. But um, it was, my, my point was loss of life. Um, no, every life that. is important. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Sure. So, absolutely. Anyhow. So big thumbs up for that one. I think that's what two thumbs up. This one needs more news coverage. Oh, absolutely. Again, Yay. you've got to be some cold hearted jerk to say, no, that subject does not deserve more coverage. I believe. <laughs> so on to the next topic. I'm asking, sure. are you through? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm through. If I think of something else, I'll, shoot it out there but i think that By pretty well means. covers it by all means as the other half of the uh, original topic says political correctness um and i'll preface that by saying that i have been one that in many cases has been at least somewhat of a fan of political correctness uh, I'm not necessarily proud of that, but I do think that in the past there has been enough hate speech, there's been enough racist jokes that at least some of the political correctness, I could say, you know what, I, I can see where this is helpful. I can see where this has done some good, um, especially when you look at the definition of political correctness. And I looked hey, it up. Yes, go ahead. Real quick, Jerry, before you go too deep in your conversation, as a throwback to uh, your your topic last week, uh, our, our our personal oh, yes, 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 yes. our wonderful Senator Mitch McConnell, not to be outdone by Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, had his photo op in Kiev this last week, <laughs> doing his version of his political grandstanding. I just wanted to point that out before you Thank got you. too deep into this one. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that and I mentioned to mention it or forgot, meant to mention it early and then forgot it. Yeah, it's to go just a little bit deeper on that. As we were saying last week, the, the political grandstanding is not one party. It's not a certain group of people. It just seems to be prevalent throughout all politics. And here in this case, the... Democrats let off with Pelosi and her group going over to Kiev and uh, having their photo op. And apparently Mitch McConnell and the Republicans looked at it and said, darn, missed that boat. Well, you know what? Better late than never. Let, let's go ahead and make our own trip. I, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. So, yeah. Anyway, back Didn't to Didn't mean to get you off topic there. No, no, no. That's fine. Thank you for mentioning it. Back to political correctness. As I mentioned, I, I have thought in many cases that uh, there was certainly a need for it, at least in some areas. Uh, and especially when I begin to look at the definition. And the most common definition that I found when I began to look it up was that it avoids, it promotes the avoidance of speech or behavior that is likely to offend a group of people. Well, that's kind of like what we were saying about the, the about your invention. What kind of cold-hearted bastard is going to say, you know what, I really don't think that we should do that. I don't think we should try to get rid of intentionally offending a group of people when there's no reason. So, in my opinion, there has been instances, several instances, of when there was a place for political correctness. I read an article this week that made me think it has gone way too far. And it's certainly not the first time in my life, and I'll discuss some other instances. But the instance that I read this week, in a court in the United Kingdom this week, 
they determined that calling a man bald can be considered sexual harassment. <laughs> and I thought, are you flipping kidding me? Does that mean that every time I come to your house and every time that we do this podcast, I'm going to be accused of being in sexual harassment? Yeah, you mentioned the fact that I'm bald. I, I can sue your ass. <laughs> you know, and going back to the definition, <laughs> trying to avoid the speech or behavior that is likely to offend a group of people. As Steve mentioned, uh, I'm bald. I no, 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 Jerry. Let's be politically correct. You are hair follically challenged. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I have never in my life had someone to mention that I was bald and I in any way found it offensive. It's a freaking fact of life. You'd have to be blind to, to not know that I'm bald. Ooh. The fact that someone mentions it is suddenly a problem. Are we supposed to think that they are so, their eyesight is so bad that they didn't know? I, it blows me away that that could be construed as sexually harassing anyone. Uh, and again, this is nothing new. I actually did a little research to try to find out when the term was first used in the United States. The, the first recorded instance of it goes back to 1793 when it was used in a Supreme Court decision. There was a case in front of the court of Chislam versus Georgia, and it dealt with the rights of state citizens to, stu- to sue state governments and U.S. federal courts. And it was used back in 1793. So it's nothing new, the concept at least. But where we've taken it, you know, to give a few instances of things that we have all seen. Merry Christmas is now by many people considered to be not politically correct. Many people think you should say happy holidays. Thank goodness. And I'm not a huge Trump fan at all. And you guys, if you listen to many of our podcasts, will will find that I didn't believe in a lot of things that he didn't said. That's one where I, I was so glad to hear a major politician in the United States standing up and saying, you know what? I'm going to say Merry Christmas, and I really don't care if you like it or dislike it. I also think that it's absolutely absurd to think that any religious group would find it offensive that there is another religious group that has their own set of holidays. You know, I have never in my life heard of any holiday from any religious group that I was offended by. I may not follow that group's uh, traditions. I may not politically or I may not personally celebrate that holiday, but there's absolutely nothing offensive about another religious group having a holiday. But to so many people, Merry Christmas is not something we can say. Pronouns is another one. I know I've heard Steve talk about this one a lot. It blows me away with bathroom usage with he, she, and they, them, and where we've taken the usage of pronouns and people being offended by being called the pronoun that they are obviously connected to from birth. All right. Hey, Jerry, real quick, let me cut in for a second, because when you, when you brought this topic up, I had to do some research and let me let me apologize in advance to anybody who might be listening, but I got to poke some fun at a bear, okay? 
I, I looked up a few articles. One of the best articles I got <laughs> was from Wired. It's an internet um, subject. And there is a, a, it's called West Staff. It's a staffing firm that puts loads of Santa lookalikes to work. And they work out of Australia uh, it, during the Christmas season. And they were no longer allowed to say ho, ho, ho because of political correctness. Afraid that it was going to offend people um, in some way because Santa laughs and says ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I was like, really? That's almost as bad as, as the blonde or the bald jokes. <laughs> I, I don't even get why. I mean, it, I don't even understand who could possibly be offended by the ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Well, and I looked up some more examples. So do you care if I run through some examples for you, Jerry? No, not at all. Go right <laughs> So we're not allowed to call criminals criminals. You break the law. You go to jail. You've been found guilty in a court of your peers. Um, we can't call you criminals. The correct terminology, according to people who believe in, in, in the majority of the political correct um, sphere, call criminals behaviorally behaviorally challenged individuals um, poor people who live in ghettos are now supposed to be called economically challenged people in ethnically homogeneous areas um, probably one of my favorites is homeless people you're not supposed to refer them as homeless people they are considered residentially flexible individuals <laughs> I've got another one along the same vein that just absolutely blew me away. Well, Apparently, that. it is not politically correct to refer to someone as a prostitute. We should say a sex worker. Oh. Are you flipping kidding me? Is there a difference here, prostitute and sex worker? I, I, I don't get it. Another one that uh, Josh would would get this one a lot. Trevor as well. Whitelist slash blacklist. When you get into programming, th there's two common ways that that you deal with problems such as this. You can either have a whitelist and say only the only things that are allowed are the things that I'm going to okay. That's called a whitelist. Blacklist is the opposite. It says everything is allowed except what I specifically say is not. That's the blacklist. Apparently that is racist so yeah you no longer called those and it doesn't even political correctness doesn't even stop at language and, and i'm sure you've you've dug into this pictures they have went back into the past winston churchill for example a very known cigar smoker i don't know that i ever saw a video or a picture of winston churchill without a cigar um in a lot of the textbooks now, when they show pictures of Winston Churchill, they have photoshopped the cigars out of his mouth <laughs> or out of his hand. Those are no longer available. So it's it's even visually. Yep. You know, that's crazy. <laughs> that is uh, here's, here's some politically correct stuff for students. I'll throw this out there and I'll shut up so you can get back to your point. But this is such a touchy, feely topic to me. And I, okay, I'm a little guilty of not being politically correct. 
a little. I'm I'm using my little. I'm making the small sign with my fingers. <laughs> These days, a student isn't lazy. He's energetically declined. <laughs> uh, your homework isn't missing. It's simply having an out-of-notebook experience. You're not late. You have just simply rescheduled your arrival time. You don't have smelly gym socks. You can't, as a teacher, tell the kid your socks stink. You have to say you have odor-retentive athletic footwear. <laughs> you know, oh. we're, we're laughing, and, and these seem outrageous, but if we don't draw a line somewhere and say enough is enough, where does it end? You're absolutely right. Where does oh. it end? Yeah, th- there is good news. Um, I'm sure most people have at least heard some of the uh, the big to do with Dave Chappelle and Netflix. He uh, had a comedy special a few months ago, and he come out pretty strong against trans people and the fact that he thinks that they're way too easily offended. Um, he stated that gender is a fact, it's not a optional decision. And there's a lot of people, a lot of employees of Netflix that had big problems with that. They, several hundred of their own workers had a walkout two or three months ago. The good news isn't that. The good news is the, the top people in Netflix. Well, sorry for that. Let me try to turn that off real quick. But anyway, the, the top brass of Netflix come out with a memo to all of their employees. And I want to quote part of it. I think it's important enough that we mention this. They said, as, employer, as employees, we support the principle that Netflix offers a diversity of stories, even if we find some titles counter to our own personal values. Depending on your role, you may need to work on titles that you perceive to be harmful. If you'd find it hard to support our breadth of content, Netflix may not be the best place for you to work. Kudos to Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. Kudos to you. They're basically saying we believe in free speech. You don't have to agree to what the guy is saying, but we believe that he has a right to say it. He hasn't crossed lines and he has a right to state his opinion. And we're going to support that right and we're going to keep his content here. And if you have a problem with that, then maybe you're working at the wrong place. In my opinion, if we ever have a hope of fixing this problem, we need more people, more companies, more politicians to have the same attitude of we believe in freedom of speech. And there's some things that you're going to have to be okay with. Maybe you get offended. you didn't have a broken bone. You weren't physically hurt. You got your feelings hurt. That's okay. We need more companies to take the stance that Netflix yep. did and say, you know what, this is what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, then maybe you need to find somewhere else to work. Yeah. And another thing that involves that, Jerry, it, 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 it kind of goes, I, I got a couple of good quotes that go along with it. You know, when you're scrolling through your Facebook feed and you find something on there by one of your friends that you don't like, you have a couple of options. You can write a nasty post about it and and get 
get your opinion out there. Great, whatever. Or and go right past it because you were offended and you didn't like it. You know, yep. no one in this country or anywhere in this world, nowhere is it written that you have the right to control what other pre- other people think, say, or do. Now, that being said, you would hope that they have the, the, the wherewithal to understand that if they use certain language, if they, they say certain words, that that's going to be really offensive to people, and you would hope that they won't do that. They'll choose not to. But if they choose to, you, you can't silence them for that. <laughs> that's True. that's not your right. That's where unless it's illegal. There are certain things that are illegal. Sure, sure. Uh, and I'm not speaking of illegal illegal. Right. Ah, words are hard today. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But for the most things that I see on Facebook where people are just up in arms, I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. and I don't know, Jerry, is it was it your generation? or my generation who raised the kids who allow this to affect their kids. <laughs> it's really, really, really bad. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. And it's, uh, it's really, it's bad. It's bad. So um, I, I feel like that with most political correctness, uh, issues, we have a choice as a human to allow it. Here's a good example. I was told a long time ago by a lot of smart people who are a lot smarter than me, life is about percentages. Um, life is legitimately 10% about what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Absolutely. Simple. So that, that puts it down. If, if I, if I am, and I am not, I've never been, I'm not, obviously I, and we're not even going to get into racist or LGBTQ. I'm not, those are a whole different separate issues. And we're not talking about those groups in the political correctness sphere. Um, because there are some real serious issues there that we need to address. Um, and how that those folks need to be addressed and, so that's a whole different issue for a different day. But for we're talking day-to-day political correctness. Oh, you offended me. I, I have to throw a fit about it. What? Yep. No, you have to scroll on. Mike Tyson says it best. <laughs> of all the people. <laughs> uh, what did he say? Let me, let me, Jerry, talk for a second. Let me look up his quote because I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, I, I'll go back to what I originally said. Um Many things about political correctness were good. I think as a society, as a country, we have improved dramatically. I'm, and I'm certainly not saying that we haven't, uh, that we still don't have work to do. But I think we've come a long way. Um, and I think that to a large degree, most of the examples of political correctness that we're seeing in today's society is taking it too far. It's people trying Way. to explore boundaries that, that we don't need to to be going there. We don't need to be, you know, deciding which religious holidays can be mentioned. 
you know, mention any of them. I don't care if it's mine or not. I, I may not observe it. I may not uh, agree with your religion, but it certainly doesn't mean I think I've got a right to say that you can't mention your holiday. So whether it's so, Merry Christmas, whether it's pronouns, whatever, we've gone way too far and way too many things. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say Mike Tyson's quote, and it was kind of about the social media thing, was pretty, pretty darn, is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty accurate. He told World Boxing News on May 17th, he said, social media made you all way too comfortable with disrespecting people, not getting punched in the face for it. <laughs> um, Good point. And, and, you know, it comes back a lot of times to where does the education of what's supposed to offend you happen? Is that happening in the school? Is that happening at home? If it's happening at home, shame on you for teaching your children that they should be offended at everything that everybody says. Um, you should teach your kids to be stronger than that. What somebody says they have the, what they do have the right is to take it and say, I don't agree with that. And so what I'm going to use is that that is an example of how not to speak and move on with their day. Yep. What they do have the right to do is say, you know, face to face, that really kind of bothers me that you feel that way. So can we change the topic? Done. Move on. <laughs> or sometimes you don't even have to change the topic. We can agree to disagree. This would yeah. be one boring ass world if everyone thought the same, dressed the same, looked the same, felt the same. It's okay to disagree. I don't care if it's politics, if it's religion, if it's whatever. It's okay to disagree. You know, we, we, we can still be neighbors. We can still be friends. We, we don't have to be jerks and assholes and start shooting up the place just because we disagree. Uh, I think that that's part of what makes the world and a very interesting place. Absolutely. I mean, Jerry, let's just use, let's use this podcast as an example. You and I agree on about one thing in the entire world. That's the fact that I'm usually right. And you have to try to prove me wrong. I make the zero things we agree on. <laughs> but you know what? We may argue. We may yell at each other. We may uh, elevate our voices some, get heated, pull out the computers and try to find our facts. Yep. But at the end of the day, we, 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 we shut the computer down. We talk. We have a beer. And that's that because we're adults. And we're still <laughs> friends. Absolutely. And we're still friends. We have the, the right and the knowledge to know. Yes, Steve, you are usually right, and I'm going to try to prove you wrong, but we still can be friends because we it's good that we disagree. It opens, you know, this is you talking to me, of course. It opens my eyes to the many wonderments that are the world. So, And it really does. You will never expand your horizon if you see it the same way you've always saw it. When you begin to listen to other people, when you begin to get the 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 other side, it's when you begin to expand your horizon. Maybe you, by no means am I saying that you're going to agree with them, you're going to change your opinion, but at least you begin maybe to understand where they're coming from. So those are good things. The conversation Absolutely. is a good thing. Well, we're uh, a little bit past the time limit that we said we would try to stick to, so we're sorry about that. Oh no no wait 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 we did sure. we didn't do our thing. Oh yes yes, more or less. More oh, or less I, 
I, I got to, I want to see less political corrupt correction or coverage. I, I don't want to see any more of it. It drives me nuts. The only way that I want to see more of it is when we're talking about the fact that we've gone too far. I think that itself needs more coverage. The fact that we've taken something that had the potential to be good and then in some cases did do good, but we went way too far with it. So that aspect of it, I think, needs more attention. The uh, political correctness overall in general absolutely needs less. So, yeah, a little bit of complicated answer, but uh, hopefully it makes sense. No, it doesn't. Up or down, Jerry? More or less? <laughs> overall political correctness, I want to see less. Let's Yay, go. two thumbs down on political correctness. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. Hey, we did a whole show. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, by the way, I want to say before we get off the air, uh, in one week, we had eight new uh, followers. Thank you, each and every one of you guys. I, I don't know, but three of you. So the other five, double thank you <laughs> um, for following the show. Also had, and, and these numbers, you know, in six months, maybe we're laughing about how low these numbers are. But for us right now, we're stoked, okay? We had 41 downloads of our podcast last week, 41, um, and that is super duper, especially coming because Jerry and I talked at the last episode. We're like, you know, if we just have one listener, thank you, Double Infinity, live, <laughs> live every week, it's worth doing a show. When you have 41 downloads, that's really like, that's Maybe I'm overexcited about it, but I think that's a great number, a great start, and hopefully a great jumping pad to leap off of. So no, thanks I to everybody who downloaded the show. Yes, absolutely. One thing, by the way, that makes this a little bit more surprising for me, uh, Steve, by the way, drew me into podcast <laughs> screaming and kicking. I have still yet to listen to any podcast ever. Jerry has never listened to a never podcast, listened. not I, I've one podcast. I, there's several that I've turned on and listened to a few minutes of, and I always get bored and think I don't have the freaking time for this. And that's pretty much the attitude that I had when Steve mentioned about us doing it. I'm like, who in the holy crap is going to listen to us? But uh, when he told me the other day that 41 people had downloaded it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you've got yeah. to flip kidding me. Nope. Absolutely. Nope. Hopefully we'll get 82 next week. It will continue to grow. Thank you. Uh, if you like the show, please share the show. Hit the like button. I know you hear that after every show because it helps us. It does help us. It pushes us closer to the top of uh, boards that people see when they first log in and, and click into our, our particular category. So that really does help us. So like, like, like us. And also feel free to shoot us a, a message, a comment, Something you want to hear, let us know. We'll, we'll try our absolute best to, to make that happen for you. Thank you all, and have a wonderful night.